Jewish audio on Chabad.org. So here's an experiment I want you to try the next time you meet someone. It could be an annoying telemarketer who calls you on your phone, or it could be a neighbor that you meet in the local grocery store. As this person mechanically and politely says, hi, how are you? Instead of responding with the usual, good, thanks, try something different. Answer with something totally strange and unbelievable. Try this, for example. Uh, I'm doing great. My monkey just ate its banana. Or, good, the skies are covered with gold. And it's very important that when you say this strange response, your tone and your body language and your facial expression has to reflect nothing out of the ordinary. You have to say it super casual, okay? I'm curious, how many people would actually notice? Would they continue with their mindless response, oh, that's nice? Or would they actually hear you pause and say, what did you say? This is the reality of our life, that unfortunately, we are in a situation, in an era of a total loss of communication. Unfortunately, in the age of constant instant messaging and chats and emails and texts and tweets, we're losing out the richness of true, proper conversation. And the biggest challenge we have, my friends, is that we've lost the art of listening. The art of listening. Think about someone in your life who is really a good teacher, a good mentor, a good friend. Chances are that one of the most unique qualities beyond their wisdom and their charisma and their kindness, but is the fact that they have the ability to truly listen. Real listening, my friends, means the ability to focus entirely on others and on their issues with an open mind and heart. doesn't mean you have to agree with them every time, but it means you have the ability to hear things, to listen from their vantage point, how they see life. But how often do we really listen? How often do we respond to those we really love, our parents, our children, our friends, with auto-responses without really, really hearing them? And this is the message for this week. This week's Torah portion includes the most famous, significant, prominent Jewish prayer of Shema Yisrael. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. And this central component of Shema, which is about crowning God as our king, which is such such an integral part of Jewish tradition, Interestingly, if you look closely at the words, it doesn't say proclaim God as one or declare God as one, but rather it says listen, because listening is an intensive experience that involves perceiving and internalizing and deeply thinking about something. So the next time you're in conversation with someone, the next time someone important speaks to you, I want you to stop Focus and really listen. And you might be surprised at the tremendous new awareness that will open before you. But here's what's even more important. Not only do we have to make sure to listen so closely to those people around us, but we also have to make sure to listen to ourselves. Listen to our soul. We love distracting ourselves because the last person we want to spend time with is with ourselves. And my biggest proof for that is that if you go into a room alone, You will make sure to have something with you to keep you occupied, whether it's your phone, whether it's a book. When's the last time you sat down in a room with the door closed alone with no one else and nothing else? Just you and yourself. Talk to yourself. Communicate with yourself. When's the last time you had a true conversation with yourself? That really is what I think the message of Shema is about. Listen very well to others, but also, just as importantly, 
Listen very closely to the messages that you were hearing from within yourself, from the soul. And for this, I want to tell you an incredible story of the week. This this theme of Shema Yisrael is such a central theme, which we know exists without thousands of years of Jewish history. Whenever Jewish people were in trouble, this is what they said, Shema Yisrael, the Jews in the concentration camps, as they were being gazed and led to their death, they cried out, Shema Yisrael. So I want to tell you a story about Shema Yisrael in the concentration camps, but a story of a different kind. You see, this story is about a man whose name was Viktor Frankl. Viktor Frankl was a prominent student of Sigmund Freud. He was a very respected psychiatrist, psychologist, I'm sorry, and he ended up in the concentration camp, and it was there in the time of darkness when he developed a new theory, and this is the story. He was trying to understand how could it be that people still want to live. They have nothing to live for. Based on what he learned from his teacher, the ultimate drive for every human being is our id, is our desire for pleasure. But if someone's in a concentration camp and they have no future, they have no life ahead of them, why do they still want to live? And this is what he explored, and he ultimately came to the conclusion that it must be that the true drive for life is not pleasure, but it's man's search for meaning. And ultimately, this book that he wrote called Man's Search for Meaning has been touted by the Library of Congress as one of the 10 most influential books in America, which sold more than 12 million copies. And in this book, he describes his experience in the concentration camp, and he writes as a psychologist what gave him the strength to survive. He speaks about the prisoners who gave up because of the lack of food and the lack of something to live for. But he spoke about those who continued to live because they had a deep sense of meaning in life. But I want to zoom into one moment, one particular incident that he writes about in that book, a story that happened to him that is oh so powerful. And he says like this, in that, in after, shortly after he arrived in Auschwitz, Frankel was stripped of his most precious possession, a manuscript that was his life's work, which he hid in his coat pocket. This was everything that he wrote about his theory, about his teachings and his understanding. It was his life's work. He spent decades working on this. And now he lost his most precious possession when they took away his coat. And inside the coat was that garment. And at that moment, he said, I realized that was my perhaps my deepest experience in a concentration camp because I had to undergo and overcome the loss of my mental child. I seemed like I had nothing and nothing would survive of me. Not my physical self, and not my mental self. And this is the moment when he said, I need to listen in and see, maybe there's something more to my life. Maybe more than my physical body and more than my mental capacity, maybe there's more. And then he said, as I was wrestling with this question, searching for that meaning, searching for something that's more than my physical existence that will drive me to survive, I decided to listen closely and see what can I learn, what can I hear, what voice will I hear which will direct me to find that sense of purpose and meaning in life beyond my physical and mental existence. And in that moment, he shares that as I had to surrender my clothes, in turn, I inherited the worn-out rags of another inmate who has already been sent to the gas chamber. And as I put on those rags... I felt something in the pocket. But instead of the many pages of my manuscript, I found in the pocket of my newly acquired coat one single page torn out of a Hebrew prayer book containing the most important Jewish prayer, Shema Yisrael.
And Viktor Frankl writes in his book, how can I interpret such a coincidence other than a challenge to live with this new vision, this new purpose, this new meaning? There needs to be more. And then, my friends, he concludes in this incredible book that has been translated to so many languages and changed so many lives. He concludes by saying that I was invented in the gas chambers of Auschwitz because then I realized that the prayer of Shema Yisrael is what my life is really all about. So my friends, this is the story of the week. Think about this incredible transformation that Viktor Frankl went through when he had no more of his physical existence, no more of his mental existence when he lost a manuscript of his lifetime. All he had left was the Shema prayer, this prayer that reminds us that there's something greater than us, that there's a purpose in life, there's something beyond us, there's something that we live for. And by doing so, by lifting ourselves up and by tuning in, and by listening closely to Shema, which means listen, that will carry us through all the ups and downs and trials and tribulations and difficult moments we have in our lives. So Shabbat Shalom and remember Shema. Listen closely.